an all-new show. It is the LRPD Sworn Identity Podcast. Uh, I hope I didn't scare you guys. Did I scare you guys? Uh, just, just a little. Just a little? Yeah. You, you weren't was, expecting the energy? Yeah, yeah tone down a little bit there. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> For those of you wondering, Mark Edwards uh, with the Little Rock Police Department also have two officers with us. I'd let them announce their names. You are? I'm Officer Tolentino. And you are? I'm in Lieutenant Michael Ford. <laughs> Where did that voice go from? <laughs> and also doing us today, because of the title, the nature of the podcast, we, we've got a, a mom in the building, and we, we'll just call her Sheila. Yes. Is that good Sheila. enough? Sheila. Perfect. That sounds good. All right, today's topic, we're talking about uh, you know what to do when you get pulled over by a Little Rock police officer. Got to spe- specify Little Rock because everybody does it different. Am I, is, is that correct? States are different because when we see on social media, a lot of times you see guys get pulled over. When the police officer gets to the car, he says, can I see your ID? And the person in the vehicle says, I don't have to give you anything. But that's not quite the case here, right? That is correct. So what is, what is the actual procedure for Little Rock, for Arkansas? So the procedure for Little Rock Police Department is if we're pulling you over, Mm -hmm. uh, it has to be a traffic offense uh, that we're pulling you over for. Correct. So we have a right to stop you. We have a right to ask you for your ID. And you're supposed to produce that ID if you're driving. Mm -hmm. Uh, And the ID should be an Arkansas driver's license or whatever state you're from. Mm -hmm. Driver's license, not an ID, but a driver's license. Let me correct that. And once you produce that to us, then we'll let you know, hey, this is what we stopped you for. my name is such and such, which would be, my name is Lieutenant Michael Ford. I stopped you for defective headlight, defective taillight, and uh, but, did you but, know you had it? But you must tell me what you stopped me for or not. That's correct. We okay. must tell you what, what we stopped you for. All right. So l- let's start from the beginning. Now, the scariest thing in the world is Sheila, for, mm-hmm. the, for you wondering. I know you, you, you have a son. Yes, okay. I have a 21-year-old son. The scariest thing in the world is when the lights get behind you. So just so you officers know, it's a little bit of anxiety when the lights get behind you and I pull over and then it takes about 20 minutes for you to get out your car. Or it seems like it, Officer Tolentino, it takes about 20 minutes to get out of your car. What are you doing when my vehicle finally stops and you're behind me? What, what, and I'm, the anticipation is killing me. What are you doing? What I'm doing pretty much is, is I'm giving our dispatch and other officers the location of where I'm at. Uh, I'm providing them with the license plate the vehicle make and model if I can. Uh, everything that I can pretty much on the vehicle is saying, hey, you know, this is the type of vehicle, here's the license plate. If I can see in the car and see that there's more than one occupant, I'll say, hey, mm-hmm. there's occupied three, four times or just one time, whatever. Mm-hmm. But what I'm doing is I'm pretty much setting myself up where I'm at. That way my dispatch knows and every other officer that's listening to the radio at the time knows where I'm at and what I'm doing. Okay, so, so we've been pulled over. You guys have announced where you are. Uh, so if I'm in the car and you're pulling me over, you know, before we go any further, th- the fear starts here because a lot of people kind of wonder, you know, what what should happen next? What, what What is my anxiety? Before we tell any other part of the story, Sheila, I just want you to know, you have a son. What do you tell your son to do if they're pulled over by a police officer? I tell my son if he's ever pulled over by an officer, make sure you keep your hands so they can be seen. When they ask you for the information, he keeps it in the visor. Mm-hmm. I don't want it in the glove department or in the side pocket. Keep it in the visor. If it's nighttime, turn the light on in the vehicle. 
always be respectful. Yes, sir. No, sir. Yes, ma'am. No, ma'am. Well, well, we have two officers here. Let's mm-hmm. let's check that. Uh, either one of you can chime in at, at any point. What, what is that? Is that correct? Because I was always told don't move. Because if you see my hand, turn the light on. Then that's not good. So, so what's the actual procedure? What should be done? Well, I think she's she's spot on because that's what I tell my son, mm-hmm. my daughter, uh, to make sure you have it everything in one central location. And usually, I'm saying above the visor. Uh, just put it in something. Uh, plastic or something where you can reach and grab everything that's your uh, insurance your registration and usually you'll have your your driver's license in your pocket just hey hey I'm reaching for my driver's license I'm reaching for my wallet it's in my back pocket it's here Um, and make sure yeah you do cut on the lights especially if it's dark if if it's night outside uh, sometimes it's it's hard for us to see if we got the light shining in, in your car then I would say hey just don't even worry about the light because we should be able to see. Well, well, here's the thing, Officer Tolentino. I, I, I have my insurance proof of insurance on my app on my phone, so I don't necessarily have everything in the driver's license. So now what? And that's fine. I mean, obviously, let us know. Say, hey, I don't have a physical copy on me, but I got one on my phone. As long as you can pull it up and it shows that vehicle, then it's and it's up to date. That I mean, that's fine. I, I wouldn't just see some kind of proof of insurance. That's all it is. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Uh, so once we've gotten the, the dialogue uh, addressed, you know, we, we're, we're the, the hope or the plan or what we hope happens is that um, the tension doesn't rise. So when that happens, what's what's the de-escalation measure when the tension rises? Is there a de-escalation measure? Most definitely. I think, uh, and I always tell my kids, uh, when you get pulled over, that's not the time to argue about a ticket. Mm-hmm. You go to court to argue about your ticket. If you feel like you were wrong, then, hey, we'll go through that process of either getting your attorney, using one of the co- uh, court-appointed attorneys, and that's that's when you argue. Don't argue on the side of the road because it's not going to turn out good for you. So basically, th- the best thing to do is just, just talk to the officer, yes, sir, no, sir, yes, ma'am, no, ma'am. If they're going to give you a ticket, I mean, does any of that weigh into, am I going to get a ticket or not? I, I think it depends also on the officer, too. So, like, every for the most part, most officers, before they then pull you over, they already have in mind what they're going to do, whether it's going to be a warning or a ticket or just mm-hmm. say verbal, say, hey, get this fixed or whatever, go back your way. Now, of course, it depends. Like, if, if I pull you over for expired tax, let's say it's within 30 days expired, in my head, I'm going to say, okay, I'm going to give you more than likely is a, a written ticket. Mm-hmm. So I'll go up there and I'll talk to you what's going on. If, and if before I even tell you what's going on or introduce myself, and if, if you're already cussing at me, getting mad at me for because I pulled you over for your tags or whatever and, you know, just go, going off on me for me doing my job, I'm now I'm, I'm, I'm kind of thinking, like, what's going on? Like, why are we getting so defensive like, like right off the bat, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and, and mm-hmm. if that keeps up with me, yeah, I'll probably end up giving you a ticket because I'm like, you're having, like, I did not escalate the situation to anything other than I was going to come talk to you, say, hey, man, or sir, ma'am, sir, or whatever, and say, hey, like, you're, you know, your, your, your tag's expired. Uh, let me see your paperwork. We'll go about your day. But if, I, if, but if I'm coming up here and you're, already, and you're cussing me out already before I even introduce myself, you know, we got something else going on there. Lieutenant, that goes back to what you were saying. The side of the road is no place to hold court. Most definitely. It's yeah. a ticket. It's a traffic violation. So, you know, the yelling and screaming. Like, like, let's take that position and understand that there's a job that has to be done. Everybody has a job. There's a job that has to be done. And just talk real briefly about, you know, an officer's job in that role is to definitely not escalate and more or less to de-escalate. 
most definitely. Uh, most of the time, we're, we'll go try to calm the situation down. We'll probably even walk off back to our car if you give us your driver's license and mm-hmm. say, and let you argue about it and let you fuss. I mean, that fussing is not going to get you out of the ticket. Talking nice may get you out of the ticket before fussing will. If you start fussing at me, then I'm like, I like uh, Officer Tolentino said, I didn't pull you over for no reason. I'm giving you the reason. This is what I pulled you over for. Uh, I know everybody wants to say, oh, it's more crime out there while you ain't catching murders or somebody like that. Right. But that's all a part of the job. Yeah, broken ro- law is a broken law. Well, broken law is a broken law. Right. I mean, you wouldn't believe how many calls we get in for people wanting us to uh, put some extra patrol in this neighborhood for speed mm-hmm. or for many times we've gotten many calls here lately about expired tags. Um, that's that's been a hot button issue for a while. People have been calling saying, "Hey, why are y'all doing anything about this fire tags?" So we get we get a lot of different calls. It's just not us just harping on different stuff. It's people who generally call in and say, "Hey, y'all need to be looking at this. You need to look look at that." And we're here to serve the citizens. So if they put something in front of us to say, "Hey, we need to be looking at," that's our job. We need to be looking at. It. And on that note, because I, I got a ticket in Mississippi, Sheila, you won't believe this. He gave me a ticket for doing 57 and a 55. Oh, that's right. So I was a little upset. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But uh, I felt some kind of way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I kept going. Uh, despite that, it was years ago, so it's off the record right now. But, I mean, 57 and a 55. I mean, we're pulling me over. So it, it doesn't really matter. The reality is the law is broken. That's exactly what he told me. He said, it doesn't matter. You broke the law. That is correct. A lot of people don't know you can get a ticket for going too slow. Mm. So if you're doing 52 in a 55 or 54 in a 55, the officer could actually give you a ticket for impeding the flow of traffic. Wow. So, I mean, normally that's not that's not given mm-hmm. uh, because we do we do realize, hey, we'll give, we'll give a few miles or two. I mean, just depending on the officer. Some officers give. Five, some give ten. And here's the thing to keep in mind. You guys are Little Rock police officers, so you don't really give a lot of tickets on the interstate. Mostly it's in the city. Correct. Mm-hmm. Correct. So if you're giving a ticket in the city and you're speeding 15 miles, that's that's dangerous. Yeah, because I, I feel like majority of the of most streets on the city are about 35. I, I know like your main thoroughfares, like John Barrow, stuff like that. Aside from school zones, are about forty-five, mm-hmm. but mostly everything else is between thirty and thirty-five. So I mean, it's not you know, it's not the interstate where you can go seventy miles per hour down right. a thirty-mile per hour zone. So. Right, right. So people, people speeding, breaking law, and you know, when it comes to busted taillights, and here's the thing: I've, I've had this happen to me before too. I don't know if this happened to you, Sheila, but I had a, a headlight go out while I was driving. Trooper pulls me over. Hey, man, I get it. You going home? drive safely before i could get off the interstate and on to an exit ramp another cop pulls me over so it just depends on if we don't know when troopers are pulling you over right. they don't come through our radio system but if we're pulling you over if they just got through pulling you over and then we pull and then say a city officer little rock police officer pulled you over we don't have any idea that they just pulled you over now you could say hey he gave me his warning ticket well, hey, I just got pulled over. I'm, I'm on my way home. I told the trooper that this is what's going on. It, I'm getting it fixed tomorrow. Right. 90% of the time, the officer's going to say, okay, go home. Don't, I don't want to see you back out tonight now. 
So you yeah. tell me, you will follow me until I get home. Uh, it depends on how far your home is. Right. Uh, sometimes, you know, uh, you can hit your lot, hot beams on and, and dry that way, and then you mm-hmm. cut them off when you come in in front of a car. Uh, but, again, mm-hmm. we always prefer. I like the preferences. It depends on the officer. I can't right. tell you whatever uh, whatever officer going to do in that situation because it is a violation. Right. Um, you are breaking the law, but for general practices and purpose, I, I would believe, you know, because we all have family members out here. We have family out here that we'll use a little, give a little grace. Mm-hmm. Now, for for a minute here, I just want to compare and contrast. Uh, Sheila, you can jump in if you if you can as a mom. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we've seen the national stories as police officers. I mean, do you do you as a former journalist? I when I go into other cities, I judge radio jocks. I judge TV personalities. Do you do you judge officers? by the way they handle things in other states and other cities. I mean, and because a lot of that bleeds over, and that's the that that's what gives the black eye to a police officer, to the policing agency as a whole is what is happening nationally. So, I mean, either one of you guys can chime in, but just talk about. And also, just to piggyback off mm-hmm. what you said, it adds an image, especially to the young minority men. When they pulled over, they're nervous. If you tell them to get out of the car, you know, they're nervous, and, and officers mm-hmm. tend to react. So it is that stigma on officers that's kind of universal. Um, I will say that, you know, it's a lot of the situations that you see across the, the nation is they're obviously case by case. Right. You know, um, we don't know. A lot of times we don't know what happened right. leading up to that situation or, you know, what could happen before or what's um, – that's what both going with what's going on with the subject that they're talking to. You just see the little clip. Yeah. We get that. You, you yeah. see that little 30-second clip. clip of what's going on. You don't right. know You don't know what, what led up to that. And then on top of that also, you know, every department, whether it's city, county, state, mm-hmm. I mean, even federal because you see it federally too, they all have different policies. They all have – you know, the way they do stuff is different. You know, our policy here is obviously way different than state police. When I'm, when I'm, uh, and it, it's probably different uh, for him, for Officer Tolentino than me because I'm a supervisor. So I put my supervisor hats on sometimes when I'm looking at these videos and saying, hey, yeah, our policies are different, but they're, they should be very similar mm-hmm. in, in, in likeness, especially if you're, uh, if you're uh, Kalia. Certified, certified, and mm-hmm. stuff like that. So it should be something what what is very similar written to ours. So I put my supervisor hat on in these situations, and I look at them, and I'm saying, hmm, okay, yeah, I might need some more video, but either all right, this officer did, I believe they did good, or uh, I'm gonna need some more video because right. I'm 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 on the fence on this one. Just as a supervisor, just looking at it and, and so, some of the things that's happening. So the bottom line is, don't don't just judge everybody by the 30 seconds, 45 second clip you see on social media because everybody's different mm-hmm. and, and you don't know what led up to that. You don't know what led up to the call going out. You don't know why the officer came, where the officer came from, what he had, to, what he heard on the way there. So there's quite a bit going on with officers uh, before you guys get to the scene. But the basic thing is de-escalating it when we get there, making sure that you know, and, and right now we see a lot of, you know, fights and a lot of things going on in the neighborhoods. When you approach that, your first thought is de-escalate or what, what, what is the first thought? That's probably our first first thought is to de-escalate it, see if we can get them separated. So they may become in a 
in commands, mm-hmm. sometimes it's just officer presence. You'll get people to stop and they say, oh, the police here. Right. They're running. <laughs> yeah. Or they stopping. Right. Or sometimes it's, hey, putting on your command voice and letting them know that you're here. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you have to go take it up another step further and say, hey, I'm going to spray you. Hey, I'm going to tase you. And you get their attention. And once you get their attention, then you're trying to talk. Now you're trying to say, hey, let's calm this back down. Let's talk. Let's talk like normal people. And, you, and we always know people uh, People are going to be excited. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, Me personally, I never try to judge a person off their worst moment because – Hey, I've been there, done that. I'm human just like them, and that's what we try to get people to remember. Right. That as officers, we're human just like you. Right. Just like you make mistakes, we're going to make mistakes. And uh, just make sure that, you know, we're de-escalating the situation and communicating with them well is the best part of it. But, Sheila, when your son, when he when he's, you know, out hanging out, what's your biggest concern? Uh, well, a lot. Right. <laughs> I'm talking about when they're dealing with the police. Dealing with the police. My biggest concern is that he doesn't do something too quickly and the officer receives it right. the wrong way. Right. Like, I don't want him reaching, like, in his pocket for something and they think he have a weapon and right. then they shoot him or something like that. That's my biggest fear. And, and you see sometimes, listen, this whole hands thing, when, when you guys come up to the window, if my hands are attended to, you're a lot more relaxed than if my hands are sitting in my lap. Yeah. yeah. And, 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 uh, go ahead, Obey. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no, you're fine. So, yeah, I mean, you're kind of taught that hands, that hands are the most important part on anybody when it's, uh, when you're contacting them because hands can kill. Hands can reach for weapons that you don't know that's there. Uh, people are very creative. Mm-hmm. Criminals, not people. Criminals are very creative on where they are putting their weapons, where they're, uh, when they're thinking about you. Because usually, before we come up there, the criminals know what they go do. Right. And so we are more reactive than proactive. We're reacting off of what you do. So if you make a subtle movement and we've already, and, and we just walking up to the car, then our first move is to say, okay, let's, let's blade ourselves. Let's figure out what, what this person is moving towards. And it could be one of their family members just saw them getting pulled over and calling their phone, and now they're reaching for it over and the other. And right. uh, mm-hmm. I see it's just, and that's why we always tell people when you get pulled over, don't make no sudden movements. Just hey, just wait till the officer get there, let them know what you're doing. Roll down all your windows, especially if you got tent. Yeah, and, and it's not about it's not about having a weapon in the car because we are an open carry state. So if you have a licensed gun mm-hmm. registered to you. Uh, all you guys want to know is where it is. That's where, it. Yeah, where it is. Uh, in relation to you, if it's on you, then we might tell you, "Hey, we go step you out the car real quick, just so we can get it off you." Mm-hmm. Talk to we'll you. We'll talk to you. We'll unload it. We'll put it in the seat, and then once you, once we're gone, you can go buy your mirror way. You load your gun up, and uh, continue your day. Uh, but I think. Um, that's the main, that's our main concern. Yeah. And and I think and I think this is where I kind of differ from most most of it because I'm I'm very of course like pro second amendment like defend yourself very much so. And so I'm the kind of like hey it, it, I'll say is there any weapons in here they say yes right here I'll say okay. Don't reach for it. Don't you know don't make don't act like you're going to go for it and we'll be fine. I'm like you know because I'm I don't know it's it's for me at least it's something about like having to take because it's 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 your gun it's for your protection so like I to me, it, it don't feel right for me taking it from you. Right. Just while I'm talking to you, having a conversation, say, here, here you go, you got me back. Because I, I don't know, to me, that feels like I'm, I don't know, it's like, to me, it don't feel right. And so right. I'm, I'm, I'm more of the, 
hey, like, that's where it's at. Cool. Just don't reach for it. Don't make like, you know, act so like you're going to do something for it where it's at. And we'll, and we'll, and we'll be just fine. You know. Sounds good. Hey, before we go, any anything you can say from a police perspective when you pull somebody over that we haven't discussed? What you would like to see nationally, locally, anything? And nothing off the top of my head. I think it's just all in communication. Right. Us communicating with each other and better communicating. Uh, so I think uh, I think we hit the gamut of everything today. And uh, and hopefully this this uh, this podcast lesson helps somebody. Yeah, that's that's the goal is always to help somebody. Thank you for listening. We hope that you will join us on our next show. And Officer Tolentino, uh, LT. Officer Lieutenant Ford, or so should we say. And Sheila, thank you for joining us. We had a great time. Hey, we'll see you next time.